Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss current events in the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fam with Intention. And I'm Corinne, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We can't discuss all of the headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. We're what? back, baby. We're back. <laughs> I know. It's we've been had minutes. Yeah, we've recorded. Exactly. We've had some really great guest uh, episodes previously, so um, I'm really happy for that because I love getting other perspectives and hearing about other people's businesses, and it also, you know, gives us time to go on our respective travels. Mm-hmm. And you are fresh off the boat from Antarctica. Yes, which yes. we will be dedicating at least one full episode to. So stay yes. tuned for that. <laughs> you know, there's so much to talk about. Like I can't even begin. So I told Corinne, I'm like, we need to talk about this in a separate episode slash episodes and bring on, you know, one of my favorite BDMs, Kelly Pernmeski on board yeah. <laughs> to talk with us. But um, if you followed along with me on Instagram, oh my God, I could not get enough of those penguins. Um, so cute. I don't know what it is about. And I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, like, how did they evolve to be this way? And we learned that they waddle because if you look at them anatomically, their knees are actually in their chest. So imagine like if you pulled up your legs, their knees to your chest and you start walking, like, of course you would be waddling. It works for them underwater. It helps them swim really well. Um, But on land, they're just waddling, which great for all of us. Thank you universe for making that happen because it it sparks so much joy. It was like a punch to the gut every time you posted videos of penguins. I'm like, it could have been there. <sighs> Anywho, this episode is brought to you by Toby AI and Voyager websites. Visit voyagersocial.ai to take Toby for a walk. To get us started is an article from Travel Pulse, where advisors share their top picks for under-the-radar Caribbean destinations. And this could not come at a better time for me because I just received an inquiry for quote unquote Caribbean. So I'm like, do you know how big, the how many options there are in the Caribbean? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I'm seeing a lot of, we want off the beaten path and they don't mean it. In most cases that I've seen, it's like, we want Rome off the beaten path, (laughs) you know? Um, But I do think, People are looking for special experiences now, mm-hmm. something maybe all their friends haven't done. Right. So having uh, a little ammunition in your off the beaten path in the Caribbean mm-hmm. would be great. Yeah, especially when the inquiry says we would love the Caribbean, um, but no Dominican Republic and no Jamaica. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, well, <laughs> let's look at some other Caribbean destinations. So this article, it says the region includes an abundance of islands that, while maybe not as top of mind with travelers, offer one-of-a-kind experiences. So let's go ahead and dive in. 
Jennifer Donchez with VIP Vacations, she is quoted as saying that one of her favorites is Anguilla. She says, whenever we have clients who want a very, who want a very safe with beautiful beaches and are not looking for an all-inclusive resort, I always recommend Anguilla. The island also has amazing food. Even the beachfront stalls cook up local seafood like culinary masterpieces. Also, the roadside barbecue should not be missed. Mm. Uh, she noted that Anguilla features a robust roster of luxury properties, including the Four Seasons, Belmont, Capsuluca, in addition to a generous number of smaller boutique resorts. So... I do think one of the challenges that can happen with when people are like, I, you know, I don't want DR Jamaica or Mexico Mm -hmm. is you can't find the variety or the pricing of the all inclusives in these other destinations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are a handful here and there, but they are a lot of consumers assume that they can get the exact same same type of all-inclusive experience on every island. Of course, you wouldn't even want to. You know, when people Mm -hmm. say Aruba, I want all-inclusive, you know, we have to say, well, there's like a couple of choices. They're not that hot, but also the food scene in Aruba is amazing. And so it's kind of a shame to go eat, you know, your banquet food Mm -hmm. when you could be out there on the foodie scene. But we always have to... I actually have on my resort package in Corey form, it specifically has a statement about where most all-inclusives are concentrated mm-hmm. and that while there are some in some other areas, they should know that you don't get the same type of variety or pricing. And so, so they're prepared when they're clicking those boxes mm-hmm. to know like, okay, maybe I'm going to be looking at European plan. Right. Yeah. And I think one of the things that also is important to keep in mind is that some of these off the beaten path destinations, you better be prepared to stay there for a week because the number of flights going in and out, yes, it's not as much as the more popular destinations. So they might have one flight a week on a specific <laughs> time frame that goes from like Miami down to Anguilla, for example. Like there just isn't as many. Or it's just a real pain in the behind to get there in the first place. So it's Mm -hmm. not worth doing for three or four nights. Right. Right. Exactly. Jennifer says that Anguilla also offers numerous activities options, including golfing, scuba diving, snorkeling, and day trips to neighboring smaller islands. And that's fun when you can do a little bit of island hopping. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, It looks like there are, you know, fairy options to get from island to island um Mm -hmm. and touching upon the flight options she says that travelers might be better flying off into saint martin and taking the ferry over to anguilla Um, and she also says that i have clients who want to do europe but don't want the long flights i'd like to combine saint martin with anguilla because you can feel the european influence of the dutch dutch side and the french side with the look of a greek isle in anguilla that's a really good idea. Yeah. I had clients do that while COVID measures were still really strong and it was a nightmare like, mm-hmm. because St. Martin had really specific ones, even for yeah. just transit. Like, but so that was a real pain, but they said it was absolutely incredible. So I think mm-hmm. it's worth doing, especially now that you don't have all of the <laughs> measures in place. 
Another advisor who is quoted in this article is James Bergley of Be All Inclusive. He is partial to Antigua. He says that it's a beautiful island that's still fairly easy to get to and still has that small Caribbean island charm and the most beautiful beaches you can find. Another advisor, Kim Cook of Love to Travel, she is a fan of eczema in the Bahamas. She says, one of our favorite things to do is rent an open air Jeep and head out on the one main road that goes from one end of the island to the other, which is about a 60 minute drive end to end. The island is just 37 miles long. She says, it's very easy to drive on the island with minimal traffic. You can find deserted beaches, local restaurants serving lobster, places to hike, or just throw down a blanket on a beach with nobody else in sight. And you can swim with the piggies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Claire Schoder, who is with Elevations Travel, recommends the liming on the island of Bitcoin. Equia in the Grenadines. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. She likes it because it's stylish and quiet. It defines the art of doing nothing. It's ideally suited for couples looking for laid back luxury with British ambiance. Tammy Levent of Elite Travel, she says that St. Vincent and the Grenadines is a favorite destination for her. She said it was probably the most relaxing vacation ever. Uh, she took a trip there with her daughter and she says, we kicked things off in Grenada with a stay, uh, at La Source, which is now Sandals Grenada, and then hopped on a short flight to Union Island. From there, she and her daughter embarked on a schooner that transported them to Little Palm Island for a few days. The vibe was incredible, laid back, and all about soaking in the beauty around us. Then we sail over to St. Vincent, staying there for a bit too. We used the boat for everything, which was super convenient and added to the adventure vibe. She said it was one of the most peaceful that she's felt on a trip. Just sun, sea, and exploring the hidden gems. It's giving Real Housewives vibes, like luxury housewives trip. Not the hopping, but each of the islands feels like something you would see on the Housewives. Yeah, for sure. All right. Our next article is from Travel Pulse as well, and it is about the latest developments in cruise line private islands. I feel like there is a competition happening out there in those private (laughs) islands these days. I know that I, it's been a long time since I've been on a cruise that went that stopped in the Bahamas at all, but the private islands have always been the most relaxing day, just chilling. But nowadays they are creating like full-on amusement parks. I think it could be an action-packed day if you wanted it. Right. Um, most recently. News broke that the government of the Bahamas is going to rescind the tax-free status enjoyed by the islands on goods and services, which going forward will be subject to 10% VAT. So I guess now prices are probably bumped up on the things that you can buy on those islands. But before that, Carnival Cruise Lines unveiled details for Celebration Key, which in 2025 is scheduled to become cruising's newest private island. And ever since Norwegian introduced the first private island at Great Sturrock Cay almost 50 years ago, private island port calls have become a mainstay of Bahamas and Caribbean cruise itineraries. Today, over half a dozen cruise lines offer some version of these all-day water sports and beach party calls, and the concept continues to evolve. 
While all of the private island cruise ports listed below are exclusive to the lines that own them, some may be shared with sister lines as noted. So at the end of this month, I will be sailing on the Fantasy with Disney Cruise Line, and I'm looking at the itinerary. Listen, I'm going to be sailing with Disney by myself, surrounded by children, and I will take this as an (laughs) – I know you're laughing because I love kids. I just love them to death. Um, I will be taking the opportunity to really check out the adults-only side of Disney Cruise Line because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one question where, like, is it just for kids? Like, can adults really enjoy it? And for those who have sailed with them before, I feel like they all say yes, but I don't believe them. So I will be checking those areas out for myself. And on the itinerary is their private island, Castaway Key. And Mm -hmm. so I have already been to all the other ports of call on the itinerary. So I will be taking the opportunity to just be on the ship when it's less crowded except for the day that they're on the private island, because I want to see what a Disney private island looks like. So, you know, they wish me, wish me luck, wish me luck with all these children. I, I don't, I don't even know what to expect. (laughs) Oh my God. If you guys could see Korean laughing right now, she's my face is all red. Well, Carnival Cruise Line Celebration Key will open in July 2025 on the south side of Grand Bahama Island. Its distinguishing design features are five portals. The Welcome Portal, Adult Friendly Portal, Family Friendly Portal, Private Club Portal, and Retail Portal. I don't want to say that word anymore. Up to two (laughs) Carnival ships at a time will dock at an adjacent pier, allowing guests direct access to the destination. Of special note are the largest freshwater lagoons in the Caribbean, according to the line, in a pavilion dedicated to hosting weddings. And while it has yet to welcome its first guests, Carnival is already planning future improvements, including a water park and zip line. Celebration Key will be visited by 18 Carnival ships sailing from nine U.S. home ports. The next private island is Lookout Key, Disney Cruise Line's all-new private island retreat dubbed Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point welcomes its first guest this coming June. Inspired by the surrounding Bahamian environment, Lookout Key is billed by Disney as a place where magic meets the beauty and culture of the Bahamas. Like other such facilities, it promises a full range of complimentary amenities for families, kids, and adults, with everything needed for a carefree day at the beach, including towels, lounge chairs, umbrellas, food, and a pinch of pixie dust. Of course! (laughs) Lookout Key will be called at by Disney ships departing from Port Canaveral and Fort Lauderdale. Next up, Royal Caribbean's Hideaway Beach made its debut recently concurrent with the introduction of the line's Icon of the Seas, the largest cruise ship in the world. Boy, is she big. Located on the northwest side of the line's Coco Key private island, marketed as a perfect day at Coco Key, Hideaway Beach is a paid access, adults-only area for guests 18 and older with its own separate facilities, take my money, including 20 (laughs) extra-charged private cabanas, two infinity pools, swim-up bar, and myriad food and drink venues. Situated west of the pier, it's reachable by a seven-minute walk or a free tram. Capacity is up to 1,800 guests at a time. Ooh. 
Passes to Enjoy Hideaway Beach start at $39 per person and vary seasonally. Coco Key will be visited by 22 RCI ships in 2024, sailing from more than nine departure cities. In addition to vessels from Royal Caribbean, Coco Key and Hideaway Beach are frequented by ships from Sister Line Celebrity Cruises. Okay, so I just want to point out that the word C-A-Y like, I've always heard it, like, key, right? Like, castaway key, castaway K. But then but perfect day at, at Coco, Coco K. K. I'm just like, guys, can we just... Maybe well, we I'll be honest. I, I fluctuate K and key I'll just like Caribbean and Caribbean. Yeah. I was corrected in Barbados by a gentleman, our driver, and he said it is Caribbean. But, you know, Royal Caribbean, I just, you know, I just... Whatever I feel like saying that day is what yeah. Because, like, are we really going to say I'm sailing on Royal Caribbean? That sounds weird. But then also Pirates of the Caribbean, that sounds weird. It's Pirates of the Caribbean. So, mm-hmm. like, we can do whatever we want. Same as long thing as with me with caramel and caramel. It's caramel <laughs> apples. I can't say caramel <laughs> apples. It's caramel apples. <laughs> but then other things I will say caramel. We can do what we want. Yeah, exactly. As long as people understand. Um, speaking about K and Key, the next one is Ocean Key <laughs> by MSC Cruises. Um, their Ocean Key Marine Reserve is also slated for improvements. The most ecological oriented of the cruise ship's private islands, Ocean Key will be enhanced with additional amenities for passengers and new environmental infrastructure to enhance the guest experience and marine conservation. The line said in making its announcement this past November. Upgrades will include the instruction of excursion centers to support water sports, activities, and island tours, as well as a sea dive and snorkel center and additional food and beverage outlets. A special note is a marine conservation center housing interactive pavilions, a lecture hall, and coral exhibition tanks. Five MSC ships are visiting Ocean Key during the current winter season. Next up is Half Moon Key. I really love this one. The water is like an emerald green. It is so pretty. Um, it says Holland America is moving forward with plans to construct a pier at Half Moon Key, which line boasts is the highest rated Bahamas private island. Agreed. Amenities include a two-mile stretch of white sand beach, 15 cabanas, and five two-story villas, multiple food pavilions, a straw market, nature trails, and a pirate ship. Activities include water sports like snorkeling and kayaking in the protected lagoon, wading with stingrays, a glass-bottom boat tour, and horseback riding through the surf. Half Moon Key is featured on every Holland America cruise to the Caribbean this winter aboard seven of the line's ships. Several ships from the sister line Carnival also call a year. Last on the list is Great Stirrup Key with Norwegian Cruise Line. They reportedly they have improvements planned for Great Stirrup Key in the Bahamas, cruising's original private island, including the construction of a long-awaited dock so ships can tie up rather than tender That's passengers been on ashore. The books for- Oh my God. When I learned that we would have to tender to Great Stir Key, that's the part I don't like. Guys, like, don't you own this? Like, can't we change this? Um, So, hopefully, it's sooner rather than later. Uh, Although there has been no official announcement, NCL has, according to online reports, sought approval from the Bahamas government for dredging in order to build a pier that would accommodate two cruise ships at a time. Nearly a dozen NCL ships will call at Great Stirrup Key in 2024. 
Yeah, the tendering is definitely the worst part. Tendering in, no big deal. Tendering back to the ship, waiting in a long line and the hot sun. Honestly, bring an umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Last article on our list is from Travel Age West. Uh, with the top spring travel trends for 2024. And I love, love trends. We are so <laughs> trendy. Okay, let's take a look. Where are travelers planning to vacation this spring? What kind of trips are they taking? And what factors are driving those decisions? So the following is a roundup of the trends taking hold across the travel industry for spring of 2024. And, and Kelly, she writes, Note that the story will be updated as new trend reports are released. So that's why there are two trends, but there's yes. a lot going on inside the trends. Yes, exactly. So if you're interested in keeping up with the trends, head to our show notes where this article will be linked. So these trends are from Square Mouth. Trend number one, soaring travel prices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Among the most significant spring trends reported by travel insurance comparison platform Squaremouth is the soaring cost of travel. Consumers are spending roughly $800 more per trip this year than they did in 2023, a year-over-year increase of 11%. And these climbing costs represent a longer-term trend as well. 2024 marks the third consecutive year that spring travel prices have risen, though this year saw the highest jump. 2022 prices rose 6.9% year over year, while 2023 costs increased by 5.2%. Now we're going 11. And now we're going to 11. Trend number two, surprise, surprise, <laughs> Europe <laughs> remains hot. <laughs> European destinations continue to be the most popular spots for travel this spring, continuation of post-pandemic demand for the region that has driven high pricing and low availability in traditional hotspots. I, in the matter of like two weeks, the amount of our group space on Royal Caribbean and celebrity for med cruises has like, there's nothing left. It's just went from a few things to nothing. It's nuts. People are going crazy and a cruise is for sure the most Oh, yeah. Cost effective way. Exactly. So that's why people are jumping on it because they're looking at these hotel prices and they mm-hmm. want to throw up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Square Mouth reports that 47% of all insurance policies sold for spring getaways include a European destination despite above average trip cost. A trip to Italy, for instance, the most popular destination for the season. Another surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is running an average of $10,000, while a Scotland vacation, the number two destination, that's cool, is averaging $8,500 per trip. The cost to visit Spain, fourth on the list, is averaging $8,700, and France, up to an average of $9,600. They say that other international destinations in high demand include Mexico at number three, Japan at number six, Greece at number seven, Portugal at number eight, the Netherlands at number nine and the Bahamas at number 10 popular spring destinations with the lowest average trip costs on the other hand, include Bermuda at $4,000, Mexico at 4,700, the DR at 4,700, Jamaica at 4,700 and Aruba at 5,100. The Bermuda is surprising to me. 
Well, and I'm guessing they're getting these numbers because when you are purchasing travel insurance, you're putting in the, the dollar value yeah. for the trip. Yeah. So it's a really gosh. good source. The inquiries for Europe, it's, I had a honeymoon couple who initially told me they wanted to go to Greece, looked at their comfortable price point they wanted to spend. And I'm like, listen, here's a minimum that we're seeing and that we book. So if there's flexibility, great. If not, you know, I hope to work with you guys in the future. And she said, you know, we really can't go up to that price. We appreciate your feedback and hopefully we can work together in the future. A couple weeks later, they reached back out to me and they're like, hey, actually, we don't want to go to Greece. Um, we, <laughs> we would prefer to go to Costa Rica. Because I was couple, just going to say Costa Rica. Yeah, exactly. The couple that had referred them to me, like we booked their honeymoon to Costa Rica. So they had heard and we had such a great time there. And, you know, they actually upped their overall price point for Costa Rica. And one of the reasons, because they asked them, like, what made you change your mind? And they said, we looked at airfare and it was $2,000 per person in economy. And that is way more than we are willing to spend. And so I'm like, okay, okay, let's go to Costa Rica then. Yep. Uh, Costa Rica is my go-to when pretty much Hawaii, Europe, anytime someone's like, I want to do something amazing and their budget is, it just isn't going to do it. I'm like, have you ever thought about Costa Rica? Yeah. Or how about Belize, Beach and Jungle, yeah. Split Stay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want to go to Italy, and I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I told um, one of my team members this week that I would rather eat a turd covered in burnt hair than go to the Amalfi Coast during the summer this year. Uh, her client wants to go to Cinque Terre. Amalfi, Rome, and Florence in six nights. No, thank you. Which we know is not going to happen, but... No, thank you. People, yeah. people are funny sometimes. I will say that um, having recently traveled to Buenos Aires, and I did a um, private tour there with a guide who took us to different parts of the city. Oh, my God. They call it the Paris of South America. And mm -hmm. there are times, if you followed my social media and, and saw those photos, there were times where I was walking down the street and I'm like, I feel like I'm in Paris right now. The architecture in the city, exactly the architecture in the historic part of Paris. Of course, there's no glittering Eiffel Tower there, but my God, it felt, it felt like I was there. And so I'm just like, you know, you want to go to Paris this summer? There's this thing called the Olympics happening. We can table that. Um, yeah. And if you're open to an alternative, uh, we can go vibes? to Paris of South America, like Paris vibes <laughs> at like at like a, a small percentage of what you would be spending in Paris. I am serious. Like it was so cheap there. You could do Paris 20 times. I'm glad you just said that because I have someone who I'm going to refer to someone on my team, but I'm trying mm -hmm. to help her. Let's narrow things down a bit because she wants yeah. Europe, but I don't think right. she wants to spend Europe money, Italy yeah. in particular. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, if wine is important, there's wine regions in Argentina. She like, actually mentioned South America, so it could be a perfect Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe. 
All right, are you ready for excess baggage? Oh, yeah. Okay, it's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, traveling for well-being is high on Gen Z's list of travel priorities. For example, a whopping 80% of respondents said they would take a vacation with no alcohol involved. In addition to improved health, respondents noted that abstaining from alcohol has a number of benefits, including cost savings and preventing potentially unsafe situations. Go Gen Z. They also reported that big cruise ships dominate online searches. A headline from Travel Weekly reads, Bahamas and Jamaica advisories spark concern, not cancellations. The article goes on to say that travel advisors and suppliers said that updates to the U.S. State Department travel advisory setting crime in Jamaica and the Bahamas did not cause cancellations, but did prompt concern and outreach from clients. Another one from them says that ASTA supports crackdown on hidden hotel fees and filed comments. ASTA believes getting rid of so-called junk fees would benefit travel advisors' clients. Travel Pulse reports that American Airlines has removed Tel Aviv from its flight schedule until at least October 2024. Another one from them says that Wizard of Oz Land is coming to Warner Brothers Movie World in Australia. According to Travel Agent Central, NICER, a travel planning and booking solution that supercharges travel advisors through the power of AI, announced that it has raised $2 million in seed funding led by Trip Ventures and a group of travel industry leaders. The funding will be used to scale travel advisors with NICER's underlying technologies. And our high note today is also from Travel Agent Central. Eight in 10 consumers choose travel as their top budget priority. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news. We're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Cause, cause, cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.